Tonight, I want to I want to begin. Uh, we're talking about the Advent season. Amen. We're talking about the Advent, and what I want to talk about tonight is I want to talk about just talking about this theme about the Advent and what it is, and 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 the theme tonight uh, is hope. Amen. I want to talk about tonight hope. That's what I want to talk about tonight. Amen. In this Advent season. I want to deal with hope, amen, making room for Jesus, amen. Um, one of the things that I want to tell you that that word advent, all right, is Bible, Bible study, uh, it means the coming or arrival. So always make sure you remember that December, um, you know, or Christmas, if you would, it's, it's not really about a tree. It's not really about gifts, Amen. It's it's about it's preparation to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Some say that Jesus was born in September. Some say he was born in May. You know, but we in our culture we celebrate, Amen, uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in December. Right now, the, the the thing is that you have to remind yourself of is that we are celebrating the birth of our Savior, amen, the one who came down through 42 generations, amen, to come to earth, amen, born in adverse situations. This is why I want to say that you want to make room for Jesus because when Jesus was born, amen, it seems like they, there was no room for him, right? There was no room in the inn. Uh, they could not find a place for him. Can you imagine that? The Savior of the world is being born, and there's no room for him. Does that make sense? Makes no sense to me, amen? But, but I, I want to I wanna help you today to show you that the arrival of Jesus is one thing, but the second coming of Jesus is something else. Amen. Now, we are awaiting his arrival, but in essence, we're really awaiting what's called the rapture. Amen. As believers, as Christians, you have to know that the next major event to happen on the stage of history is the rapture of the church. Come on and say amen. I know it's been a long day, but guess what? We're going to get into this tonight, amen? The what? The rapture, right? That those who are alive, those who die in Christ will be raised from the dead, and those who remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Now watch this. That's really not the second coming, amen? It is after that seven years of tribulation, here comes the second coming of Jesus Christ. So what we're really awaiting right now is what? Is the what? There you go. Good students. Amen. I want you to go to Luke chapter 2. And let's just start there in Luke chapter 2 tonight. And I want to talk about hope tonight. But I want to show you where this theme comes from. Amen. Luke chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse 7. But uh, want us to, uh, yeah, look verse 7. I believe. Amen. Yes, verse 7, and while they, I'm sorry, why don't somebody read for me? 
somebody read beginning of verse one for me. Let's get a reader tonight. Let's let's read together. We we in Bible study. Let's read. Does somebody read from verse one? Kiko. Bethlehem, right? See that? So so they wrapped him in what? Cloths. Right? And laid him in a manger. Manger was where they feed horses. It's really what it was. Amen. It was a feeding place. So here Jesus is born. Hello, somebody. Can greatness come out of the gutter? Come on, somebody. Amen. Can, can opportunity, can, can life be different? Amen. Listen, don't look at where you were born. Look at where you're going. Amen. And look at, way, look at the fact that you're born again. Are you with me? Sometimes we look at our lives and we play the woe is me card. You understand what I'm saying? But I stopped by to tell you tonight, amen, that you can and there is hope for you and that you and I can overcome. But here we have the, the God of the universe, the, the one who would become savior of the world. He is born in a what? In a manger, are you with me? And, I, and I, I, I reckon to say this tonight, that even though he was born in a manger, he was still, come on somebody, he was still God, amen? Now, let me explain to you, amen? Let me explain to you. Go to Matthew for me. Go to Matthew chapter 1, real quick. Just go to Matthew, just back it up. All right, Matthew chapter 1. Got to catch a few things here. Amen. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 25, I believe. Is that verse 25? Amen. Read that for me. I'm sorry. Back it up for a minute. All right. So here we go. Here we go to the conception of Jesus. Go to verse 18 real quick. Go ahead and read that for me. Mm -hmm. All right, so we know that the conception of Jesus happened by what? The Holy Spirit. All right, so it's a miraculous birth. I'm trying to show you, paint the picture here, trace it out, right? Okay, so why is, it, why is this important? Why do you think this is important? It's important to know that when you start looking at how Jesus faced life, you understood, you can understand and trace out, you know, what really, how he came to earth. He could not have been born of, you know, conceived by anything sinful, but God used the body of who? Of Mary, the virgin, right, to bring him here to earth. This is not a fairy tale. This is truth. 
The Bible says that, that he was, she was found with child by the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. It is. See that? So there's confirmation. All right? So we see conception, and now we see confirmation. How, how, was, how was the birth of Jesus confirmed to Joseph? Because here's the thing. In those days, when a woman was found pregnant before marriage, she would be stoned to death. Right? So God had to confirm to Joseph, amen, that this is the real deal, amen, that she is of child by the who? The Holy Spirit. But look at verse 21. What it would say? It says, and she will bear what? A son. And you shall call his name what? Yeshua. Amen. In the Greek, for he will save what? Jesus understood what his mission was. Can I tell you something? I thank God for Jesus. I'm getting excited. I'm about to, about to get real excited about Jesus because here's the thing. I know without Jesus, listen, listen, Mary could have been like, uh, mm, maybe not. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm not feeling this. Joseph could have been like, man, I ain't fooling with you. Amen. You see, all kinds of narratives are here. But I thank God that he shows us that he can divinely intervene Amen. In circumstances in our lives that look unnatural to confirm that his hands is actually in it. Do I have anybody? He says, he says, so you, she will bear a son. You should call him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Look at that. Look at that. Now all this took place to fulfill what was what? Spoken by the Lord through the what? The prophet. This is Isaiah now. Isaiah 9 and 6 is being fulfilled here. You have to understand that a portion of the Old Testament, right? It's prophetic. In other words, it's the foretelling, right? And, 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 and how you know it's, it's true is because when you come to the New Testament, you see it come to pass. You see, you got to be careful of who you listen to because some people will tell you or prophesy to you and, it, and they're just telling you things that you already know about yourself. Amen. But here we find that Jesus came to fulfill what was written by the prophets about him. This is a beautiful story. Look at verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall bear a son, and they shall call his name. What? So when I say we got to make room for Jesus, what I am saying to you is that you have to open your heart. That's the first thing I want to say to you. You have to open your heart first. Because if your heart is not open to Jesus... Amen. Then it will be impossible for you to understand how to let him in. Are you with me? So accepting Christ is one thing, but opening your heart to him is something else. 
Are you with me? Now, let me explain to you something else here. It says, you shall call. Now, notice, she said, you shall call him, his name what? Jesus. Back in verse what? Tell your neighbor, we in Bible study for real. Check this out. In 21, he says, you shall call him what? In 23, <laughs> you with me? Emmanuel means what? God with us. Why do I need to make room for Jesus? Because I know when I lose hope, when I have nothing else to hold on to, that just the name Emmanuel comforts me to know that God is with us. Are you with me? God is with you in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your circumstances. Where, listen, can I tell you something? You are never alone when you know that you have made room for Jesus, number one, in your heart. So tonight, the Lord is with us. All right? I want you to go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Back to Luke. In verse 26. And we're going to look at 26 to 28. We're going to break it down real quick. Amen? All right? So first thing I want to tell you, first hope that we must have Let's look at it. 126, and it says what? So stop right there. So the first point I want to give you, write this down. If, if you want to have hope, first thing you have to know is that the Lord knows your status. The Lord knows your status. He said to her, look at this. Look what he says. He says to the virgin, engaged to a man, everything is set, the stage is set, whose name was what? Joseph. Of the descendant of David. Jesus had to come through the line of David because of the promise that God made to David. Tell your neighbor, God knows my status. I have hope because God knows my what? Status. He knows where you are. He knows what you're supposed to be. He knows where he's going to take you. And he understands you more than you understand yourself. Are you with me? Look what he says next. He says of the descendants of David and, a, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, this is the angel Gabriel. Okay. He says what? Favored one. Tell your neighbor I got favor. See, the reason I have hope in a time like this is because I know that I am favored by God. Are you with me? So in other words, my hope comes from the fact that I understand that no matter what the enemy may try to do, to deter, to stop, 
to, 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 to put a pause on my blessings or whatever the case may be, I understand that nothing can stop the favor of God in my life. Are you with me? Favored one. He knows my what? My status. Thank God he knows my status. Verse 29. Look what it says next though. But she was very perplexed. Look at this. She was perplexed by what? Huh? The, the, the Bible says she was perplexed by this statement and she kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be what? Mary. For you have found what? Write this down. The next thing the Lord knows, he knows your fears. He understands what you're afraid of. He knows what you're afraid of. And that's the comfort that he's trying to give Mary. And that's the comfort he's trying to give us in a time like this when we are waiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ, the rapture of the church. We are waiting this, but in the midst of a dark world, when there, sometimes there's no hope, when everything seems like it's falling apart, Amen. You have to remind yourself, not only are you, are you favored by God, not only does God know your status, but God knows your fears. And guess what? He comes and he comforts you and he gives you, watch this, the assurances that you need. Amen. He says, do not be afraid, Mary. It's a command. He says, for you have found favor with God. May I say this to you? The favor of God will follow you in some of the darkest places that you end up. And here's what I know about the favor of God. The favor of God cannot be bought. It cannot be taught. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You just got to be willing to receive it and accept what God is offering you in the midst of whatever hopeless situation you may find yourself in. Somebody here tonight, you're in a hopeless situation or so it seems and you're afraid and you have fear and you don't think God knows what you're going through. But I stopped by to tell you tonight, he knows and he cares. And he will send his, he will send a messenger. Come on, somebody. He ain't sending Gabriel today. He's sending the preacher tonight. Are you with me? To let you know that no matter what it looks like right now, that you don't have to be afraid, amen, of the next move that you're going to make. You don't have to be afraid of people. You don't have to be afraid when you have favor. There's the thing. When you have favor with God, Come on, nothing trumps that. Money. Listen, when you have the favor of God, you don't need money. Because God has a way of, of taking situations and turning it around for your good because you are walking in the favor of God. Here it is, this woman, a virgin girl. Right? Just going about her life. And here she is now. She's afraid of what's the assignment ahead of her. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine you found out that there's something greater ahead of you, but you are so afraid to go after it? Why? Because you're afraid, because you have fear. And listen, and so God is saying tonight, 
Don't be afraid of what you think you cannot do. You have to break through that and have hope in God to know that no matter what it looks like, you can achieve it. Are you with me? Some of us, we need to do greater things with our lives. But we have settled in a place, come on somebody, where we are just living with mediocre. We've settled for just okay. We've settled for just, this is all right. No, you are favored by God. And I believe that if you stand upon his word and you stand upon his promises and you believe that what God is saying to you tonight, that you can achieve no matter what you set out to do. So I have hope. Here's why I have hope. I have hope because the Lord is with me. But I have hope because God knows my status. God knows my fears. Let's look at verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. There it is again. And you shall name him Jesus. Verse 32. He will be great. Check the words out. First of all, Matthew told us that he will be the savior. He will save those out of their sins. He also calls him Emmanuel. But here Luke, the doctor who's writing this book, amen, says, and he records it this way, he will be great. Oh, I wish I'm trying to help somebody. See, you, you have favor, but you also have greatness. All right, Jesus would be what? Great. And he will be called what? The son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne, watch this, of his father, David. Okay? And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no what? No end. So write this down. Amen. The Lord knows your fears. But the Lord knows your purpose. Oh, I wish I had somebody tonight. I know you're trying to figure it out. I know you're exploring different aspects of life right now. But God knows your purpose. And your purpose is linked, amen, to the favor and the greatness that God has already put inside of you. Amen. So I have hope today that even though Mary did not understand the situation, God, by way of Gabriel, is explaining to her, girl, if you only knew what you had inside of you. Now, let me illustrate it for you real quick. Amen. What is God trying to birth in you? What greatness is he trying to pull out of you? What is the purpose that he created? Listen, you were created for more than just, I said it's Sunday, wake up, go to work, come home, pay bills. Are you with me? There is a purpose. And the reason I have hope tonight is, is because that purpose, when you aligned it with obedience, oh, Amen. And you, you, you use your spiritual gift 
in the kingdom. Notice, it is designed for the kingdom. God has saved you and has placed you in the kingdom because he has a what? A purpose for you. Amen. And in that purpose, here's what happens. God within that purpose gets glory. Are you with me? And I want to encourage you today that no matter what you may face today, you have to understand that you cannot quit. You cannot throw in the towel. You come to, come on and help me y'all tonight. You've come too far to turn back now. But here's what the enemy will try to do. He'll try to get you off purpose. He'll try to make you think that God has taken his favor from you because we mess up. But I want to help you with something. As long as you're in this body, you and I are going to struggle. We're going to have up days. We're going to have down days. But we have to understand that our purpose will not be, watch this, denied, delayed. Amen. Why? Because what God has for you. Oh, help me somebody tonight. What he has for you. What he has for you is for you. The Lord knows your purpose. And isn't that what we all want to find out? Lord, what is my purpose? What did you put me here for? Can you imagine Mary living at this time? Amen. And having to understand that God is is sending a message to her. And sometimes, listen, may I help you with something? You need to meditate on the word. Okay, you need to pick it up and open it and, and, and get your direction from here. Because, listen, don't, don't look in all externally. Look in the word. Because the word is your best guide. And God will guide you to your purpose. And when you're living on purpose, you'll know it. Amen. No amount of money, amen, will be able to compensate you when you're living on purpose. But when you have favor, you won't need money because favor brings you to where you need to be. And watch this. God just orchestrates everything because you are now being obedient to the purpose. Are you with me? Does that make sense? Amen. Now, let's look at, let's look at verse 34. Verse 34, Mary said to the angel, now this is the key right here, because I'm going to help somebody with this. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? And do you realize, do you know that some of us are not even living up to our potential? Like seriously. We're not really, we haven't really tapped into our purpose. We haven't really tapped into it, right? Because this is the question, these are the questions that, that, that comes about in our minds. Watch this. Watch, watch this. Fear will stop you, you know. But watch this. Watch this. How can this be? Since I am a what? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit... There it is. Will come upon you. I, I believe this. I believe that this is just a prototype. 
Okay, it is, you know, it's a prototype. You understand? Here's the thing. We in the church age today cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. The church was, this church was birthed by the Holy Spirit. When you were saved, you were sealed, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's the, it's just the prototype, right? And here's the thing. But here's the thing. The, the fact that you have the Holy Spirit, the fact that you have the favor of God, come on somebody, the fact that you should have hope, the fact that you do have purpose, come on somebody, the fact that God is with us, why are we not winning? What is it? I'll tell you what it is. Write this down, second, third, fourth, whatever point it is. The Lord knows your doubts. He knows your doubts. He knows. Look what it says. The Holy Spirit will come up. Now, did this comfort her? Let's see. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. See, the other writers just said, you will be conceived with the Holy Spirit. Luke, give us a little details. What did he say? You got to check it out. Look what he says. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon There's nothing like a person who's on purpose operating in the spirit listen if, if I get up here to preach and teach if, if I do it in me <laughs> you wouldn't get anything but it, when the Holy Spirit has overpowered me come on somebody when I step out of self come on somebody and I allow the Holy Spirit to use this vessel are you with me God wants you to do the same thing your purpose may look bigger than you. Your assignment is going to be bigger. But here's the thing. The anointing is what you really need to carry out the purpose. Look what he says. He says that, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for this reason, the Holy Child, watch it now, shall be called... Hold on a minute. How many names Jesus got? Emmanuel? Jesus? The Holy Child? What else? What else? Son of God? And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. Watch this. And she also, wait a minute, and she who was called, oh, I'm finna, I'm finna, let me work that right quick. What is the angel doing now? The angel now is saying to Mary, I know the way it looks right now, but here's an illustration that it is possible. But here's the thing. The angel, this is not the first time in scripture. See here. Oh, watch this. Many people will try to discredit Jesus' birth to say that it's impossible. But Sarah was barren. Ah, in her old age. And what did God do? Open her what? Open her womb. 
We move on now to Elizabeth. She was old, right? And here's the thing. And here now we find that it is possible. Are you with me? So what God will, will do to, for us, okay, when we doubt, he will give us illustrations that it's possible. He'll, he'll show us things. He will give us a visible illustration that, look what I did for her. I can do it for you. Come on, help me, somebody. Come on, somebody. If he done it for others, he'll do it for you. And what he's saying to Mary, listen, I know you're doubting. I know you're doubting. I know that you have these doubts, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to remind yourself of something. That if I did it before, I can do it again. How many believe he can do it again? See, I have hope that I can really bring my doubts. Anybody got some any doubts? <laughs> doubts set in sometimes, right? And what does it do? What does it do? It diminishes our purpose. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about doubt, y'all. Doubt is a strong emotion. Okay? Because we're basing it not on faith. We're basing on what we see, and we're basing it on, on, on thinking, on thoughts. But here's the thing. The one thing you got to know about your assignment, your purpose, whenever you have a purpose from God, oh, yeah, if, if, if you could have carried it out, you would need God. I'm going to say it one more time. If you could have carried it out, you wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. That's why some people feel like they don't need church. That's why some people feel like they don't need a pastor. That's why some people don't need Bible study. They don't need worship. They don't, I don't need all that stuff. Why? Because guess what? I could do this. See? Self. But I want to tell you something. God will put us in a position sometimes hmm, where we can't do nothing but say, Father, I lift my hands to thee. No other help I know. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? And there are times in this journey when doubt will set in. <laughs> Come on and help me, somebody. And the devil will try to get you to doubt God's word, doubt the assignment, make you think you can't when you can. Come on, somebody. But I want to encourage you in this season to have hope. The last thing I want to show you here. Amen. Now, you know, Elizabeth, that is John's mother. You see, I find it interesting that God would use a barren woman and a virgin. <laughs> I find it very interesting that God would take impossibilities and make it possible. I thank God that if I could achieve it on my own, I would do it. But thank God that he paralyzes me. He pushes me back when, I, when my will gets stronger than his will. He's trying to figure it out. How come I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Because you're not supposed to be there where you think you want to be. And what is God doing? God says, if you surrender... 
and let me lead the way. Jesus doesn't want to ride. He want to drive. He said, if Jesus come, you know what? I'll, I'll just drive. No, he, I'll just drive him around. He wants to sit. No, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to drive. He wants to drive a seat in your life. Mary, 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 I know your status. I know your fears. I know your purpose. Amen. I know your doubts. But lastly, here's why I have hope. Look at the text. For nothing. <laughs> oh, I wish I had somebody tonight. I mean, I wish I had a few folk to say, hey, man, I know y'all tired tonight, but shoot, I'm going to get happy by myself. I, I'm going to say it one more time. Nothing. Nothing. How many can believe that? I'm sorry, let me ask this question. How many believe that? Like you really, 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 really. Remember I told you all about that certificate last week? Remember I told you about that, my insurance certificate? That was causing my insurance rate to go so high. You know what the insurance guy told me at first? He said, it's impossible. Because what they have to do, they have to come in and open up all your walls and he was laying it on th thick, real thick. But then he says, but just call the number just in case. But I had faith. I believed. On yesterday, I got the email with the certificate. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're building a house, make sure you get a, uh, a windstorm certificate. Make sure they file it and, and file it with the state because your insurance is going to go high. Okay, but here's the thing, y'all. I'm asking you tonight, okay? What seems impossible for you right now? What impossibilities do you have right now? All right, starting a business at your age, okay? Anybody else? Come on, we in Bible study so you can talk to me. Getting out of the same life cycle that you keep going in. Okay? Branching out your business. I may have to do a business class for y'all. Show y'all how to do business. Show y'all how 21 years I've been in business. I show y'all how to do business the biblical way. Because the only way you can do it is the biblical way. All right? Now, the only way you can prosper in business is if you tithe off your profit. That's how you get big contracts. It's the bottom line. If you sow your seed in the name of your business, God will prosper your business. You have to have management. And you have proper books. All that. Doing it God's way. That's how you prosper. Anybody else want to share? Impossible. Impossible. Come on. 
retire early. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Impossible. Just a few of y'all, huh? Y'all got it together. That's all right. That's pretty good. Y'all don't want shit. All right? So here's the thing. My question to you is this. Is there anything impossible for God? All right. So if you look at your giant now, all right, you have to say to yourself, I got to get over the fear. I have to understand my purpose. I got to get rid of my doubt. Okay? And I have to have faith. But here's the deal. You have to keep repeating this in your mind. Nothing will be impossible. Here's how you got to quote it. With God. Not for God. So in other words, you got to join God. The with is what's important here. You have to join God, what? In the process. So you, and look, and here's the, here's the other thing you have to understand. The moment you decide to do it with God, oh, Sunday, I got a message for y'all. Watch this, 11 o'clock, watch this. When you're doing it with God, Oh, you're going to have opposition. But you have to keep on repeating it to yourself. Nothing is impossible. So the last point is this. The Lord can do the impossible. And that's why I have hope. Because I know this, that the, with the Lord, he can do the impossible. Had it not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would we be? So, if you're going to take a leap of faith this year, okay, some of you, here, here, here's, here's something I want to help you business owners with. You cannot make your business the object of your desire. It has to come second place. Because if not, it will be idolatry. So, so you're so consumed with it that you're not balanced. You understand? You got to know when to cut it off. You got to know when to put, where to put God. And you got to understand that as you begin to pray, as you begin to seek God, as you begin to ask God for direction, Ask God for purpose. Ask God, you know, for the, 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 the right way to go. Here's what you're going to find out. You're going to find out that he wants you to put him first. Most entrepreneurs lose their way because they're trying so hard when nothing is impossible for God. And when you have the favor of God, Amen. I, I look at I look at uh, I'll counsel, my counseling practice, right? Uh, Jan, uh, June, July, August, September, October, November, no clients. The last three weeks, 
clients from all over the place. You know, they just coming in, coming in, coming in, you know. And so it's when you when you're in business, when you do when you're living on purpose, you gotta understand the seasons also. And you gotta understand that God will send you people. All right. And so as I close tonight, I want to encourage you this way. Amen. That you must remind yourself that the Lord is what? With you. Amen. The Lord knows your status. The Lord knows your fears. The Lord knows your purpose. The Lord knows your doubts. And lastly, the Lord can do the impossible. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things.